The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from multiple Best of Body Storytelling winner and body family member, Crystal Crow. It's been a little while since we talked. I want to apologize for this episode going out late, and I'm going to tell you why that is. Because apparently on the last Dixie Ramble, I made reference to the fact that everything was going so well. And one of my listeners contacted me when they heard what's been happening in my life this week and went, you kind of asked for trouble. You kind of said everything's great. And all hell rained down on me because I did it. So I want to be upbeat, y'all. But apparently that's a really bad idea saying I'm happy. Last Friday night, I was out running errands and I ran to the grocery store. I was out of coffee. I picked up a few other things and as I was bringing the groceries into the house I realized oh no I forgot the milk it's still in the car I turned around you know just instinctively turned around to head back to the car to grab it and I fell down a flight of concrete stairs and when I landed on the last step when I landed at the bottom I heard an enormous crack And I knew instantly what it was because I had that happen about 20 years ago. Except the last time this happened, I broke three bones in my foot. I'm lucky. I'm happy to say that this time it was only one broken bone. But it included a pretty borked ankle too. And as I laid there in the dark, because, you know, the light over the staircase had gone out. As I laid there, I went, what the hell do I do now? Because it's only when emergencies hit do you realize that you don't have anyone you can call. I started thinking, who lives in San Francisco anymore? Everybody I know has moved away. I was in shock and I was able to limp up the stairs. Well, actually, I crawled. And uh, I made it to the couch. And during that time, I started thinking about who was nearby, who could help out. I called one friend. And when I said, I broke my foot, can you take me to the emergency room? They said, well, I'm in the middle of something. And uh, if I do that, it means I'm gonna have to get up early in the morning. And could you take a lift? I'm gonna give a dramatic pause there because I don't think I'd ever do that to anybody. I'm the sort of person who waits for you at the gate, whether they tell me I can get through security or not. That really hurt my feelings. I knew one person in San Francisco 
and they wanted me to take a lift. And I had made it up the steps by climbing, but there was no way I could go down the steps. And I did not have crutches and I did not have anything to assist me. And I don't know if you've taken a lift, but often they'll stop a block away and wait for you to walk to it. There's no guarantee that they're going to stop really close to you so you can limp to a lift. So I had a little panic attack about that and I was trying not to bother anybody. But I realized I had to call a friend in the East Bay, which is where most of my friends live now. And of course, my first person that I was going to call was Crystal, who helps me with the show. And I was still stinging from someone saying, can you just take a lift? And when I called Crystal, Crystal said, oh my God, I'm in my pajamas. I don't care. I'm leaving in five minutes. She came in her pajamas from Oakland to San Francisco and showed up, parked by my back door, which is less steps, still steps, but but less steps, and helped me to the car, cheered me on as I tried to get there and drove me there. And then I don't know if you've been to the emergency room since lockdown, but it's a nightmare. They don't help you in any way. So I was so grateful to have her there by my side. And we waited about 12 hours in the waiting room with a lot of other really sick people with masks on. A lot of them were just constantly complaining about how long it was taking, but I was not gonna jump in on that. I just sat there and waited because it really hurts. A broken foot hurts a lot. A borked ankle hurts a lot. In fact, the doctor even said, I can tell you, it's one of It's one of the most painful injuries you can have, a broken foot. And after we eventually got into the ER, into the back where a doctor could see us, they did x-rays a couple of times, confirmed it was broken. And eventually, Crystal took me home with a new set of crutches that they'd given me in the emergency room. They also gave me a cane. All the things that I needed to get into that lift, I now had. And I have been in a lot of pain with this thing. And do you know that Crystal stayed with me the entire week because I couldn't go down a flight of stairs? I couldn't carry anything with crutches. My hands were full. (laughs) And she was incredible. But I had a show this past Friday. And I was bound and determined because it was one of my best friends and we were finally celebrating his birthday with this huge story toast. I was not gonna let Reed Mahal go down. I was gonna find a way to get there. I mean, it is demoralizing to try and figure out if you need to wear adult diapers because you can't get to the bathroom fast enough because you're so slow because of your broken foot. It's a great look, sexy low cut top, Underneath it all, maybe an adult diaper. I ordered them just in case. I had a friend bring me a walker. Another friend bought me a knee scooter. So I have four ways to get around, whereas before I had zero. And Crystal stayed and prepared food for me and took care of me as I prepared for the reed roast this past Friday night. And I felt like I was pretty prepared the morning of the reed roast She'd been sleeping in my bed all week. I'd been sleeping on the couch. It's easier to get to the bathroom from the couch. My neck is so tweaked right now. She came out to the door with a mask on and she said, I'm really sick. 
and she really showed it. She took a COVID test. She was positive for COVID. And that meant there was no way I could host the show. I'd been exposed. We'd been breathing on each other for a week. And I was so disappointed. It just devastated me that I couldn't be there. And at the last minute, I had to find other people who could do my job. Thank you, Milena Williams-Haas, for hosting the show. I'm so glad that I had Milena host a few months ago. She was prepared. I just gave everybody everything they needed. I gave them their show notes and their timelines and everything was laid out. I worked my ass off on Friday while knowing that I couldn't be there. But it was great and it happened and it's over and I wasn't there. Crystal still stayed around. People sent us a DoorDash or two to keep us going because now no one could cook and both people were down for the count. And she left the other night to go home and be sick in her own bed. I hadn't been that close to anybody suffering from COVID and it was really scary. Watching her be that sick and not being able to take care of her and wondering if I was gonna get it, that was pretty terrifying. But she's starting to recuperate. She got Paxlovid. One of my friends brought Paxlovid to her here at my house. Thank you, Patty. And our community's been taking care of us. At the same time that I am so disappointed that I didn't get to be with all my friends who flew in from Portland and San Diego and New York and from all over the country to be at the Reed Roast on Friday night. People who just admire his work. People who'd always wanted to go to a body and the timing worked out. I didn't get to be there. But it did happen. Thanks to the people who made it happen. Crystal even prepared everything for them to pick up for a contactless pickup here at my house. Even though she was so sick, she could barely get out of bed. She still helped load up the stuff for the show because that's what Crystal does with the show. She helps with the load in and load out and manages things when I'm on stage. She's basically like front of house and she did it even though she was sick. So, so that's why I'm behind. That's why I disappeared. I'm going to try and catch up really soon. Right now, there is a plumber in my house because, you know, I've had this water problem in my house where I only have the tiniest trickle of hot water and a shower here is not fun. I've been going to friends' houses to take showers as the problem got progressively worse. And I've been talking about it for years. When did they decide to work on the major revamp of the pipes in my house? They started yesterday. So it's been very hard to record a podcast because there's been a lot of drilling. In fact, a little bit of it went on while I was talking, but I hope you didn't hear it. Thanks for your patience with me. Thanks for listening to my story. It feels so much better when you can share your story with somebody and at least feel like somebody cares. And I feel like you care. People tell me all the time they love the ramble because they get to hear the real deal. And though last week was everything is bright and shiny and this week is holy shit, why does the universe hate me? Do I know any witches? Can they remove this curse? It's the truth. And that's the deal here. I'm just going to be real. And I'm not kidding about that last part, witches. I really need a powerful good luck spell. It's getting ridiculous. Understanding your desires and indulging in pleasure has never been easier or more accessible because now there's bloom. 
Bloom is an intimate audio platform that can help you take your pleasure to new heights. At Bloom, you can nourish your deepest desires with plot-based audio erotica, dirty talk stories, guided masturbation sessions, and more. And Bloom isn't just for solo pleasure. Their guided sex episodes and affirmations can help you connect with your partner on a deeper level. Plus, right now, Bloom is offering Body Storytelling's listeners up to 50% off a subscription when you use the code BODY at bloomstories.com. You know I know a good sexy story when I hear one, and I really enjoyed the samples and full-length stories on the Bloom app. Oh, and here's something really cool. Bloom Stories also sync with Lovin's Toys to offer you a truly immersive experience, which means you can feel every intimate moment of these stories. When you go to bloomstories.com and use the code BODY, you'll save up to 50% off on a premium subscription. Indulge your desires by signing up for free today and listen to a selection of free stories and hundreds of samples from the entire Bloom catalog. And if you want to unlock all full episodes, upgrade to premium using the promo code B-A-W-D-Y. You'll be supporting this podcast and get access to tons of erotic stories. That's bloomstories.com and use the code BODY. The link's in the episode's description. So all the news that I shared with you in this episode, the broken foot, the COVID exposure, thinking I had it, but hey, I'm still testing negative. That means that the start of my sex and storytelling workshop was delayed. The good news is that you can still sign up to join us. How to Be Body, Dixie's secret system for uncensored storytelling now starts on Tuesday, February 7th. If you've always wanted to share your own stories of sex, kink, or gender, but had no idea how to share them in a fun, engaging way that feels good for both you and the listener, if you want to learn about consent, gender representation, and other special body subject matter, this six-week storytelling course will give you my unique storytelling system and it'll help you find the sexy details that bring your story to life. Work with me and a small group of sex positive students and we'll find, craft, and you'll tell your own stories in a fun, open-minded environment. The workshop includes two levels. You can choose the everything but, that's for the curious but shy, or the all the way level, which includes private coaching with me, a final performance, and a video of your story to share. And this is the first time I'm offering this course. I'd really love for you to be part of it. To get you there, I'm going to throw in two new bonuses. My new nine ways to find your sexiest stories guide and the video replay of my storytelling to get the sex you want workshop. Plus, if you register now, you'll get $50 off your registration with the promo code GAMECHANGER. There's a link in the episode show notes. Sign up as soon as you can. This is it. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Looking for a special something for your partner? Like a Kitten makes the perfect sexy gift for you both to enjoy. Like a Kitten creates thoughtfully designed gift boxes with all your erotic essentials. They'll ship you a box with tantalizing toys, lubes, and games for a mind-blowing Valentine's Day. If you're looking to turn up the romance, the Lover's Bedroom Box is for you. You can stimulate each other with their Like a Kitten vibrator and Tenga Egg Masturbator. I love those things. Love Oral? The Oral Fun Box will take it to the next level. It comes complete with a clit-stimulating balm, furry handcuffs, and even vibrating pleasure beads. What did I get for Valentine's Day? I'm really excited about my Party of Two box, and it's perfect for anybody looking to play. 
You can roll the dice with their kinky BDSM dice, tease each other with a mini flogger and nipple clamps, or tie each other up with some erotic black tape. I really love that mini flogger. If these pre-made toys aren't exactly what you're looking for, you can build your own box with some of Like a Kitten's standalone items, many of which are priced at 25% off right now. Choose your favorites and they'll ship you your own custom box with all your own hand-picked erotic essentials. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. And a portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering body storytelling listeners 15% off when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E or enter the code Dixie at checkout. These sexy boxes are all at least 25% off retail value. So with our special discount of 15%, you receive a total of, what is it? Go ahead, do the math. I'll wait. That's right, 40% off the retail value. Surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use the code D-I-X-I-E right now to get 15% off these perfect Valentine's Day gifts. And there's a link in the episode's description. I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but I already had this story queued up for this week. And yet somehow the timing is perfect because I'm going to let you hear someone who's part of the Dixie Ramble that I started the show off with. And I'm also going to make an ask. The ask is not for me, y'all. It's for somebody else. But first, let me tell you about the storyteller. Crystal Crow is a baker and chef who makes amazing desserts, and by night, she's a kinky opportunist. Crystal's also Dixie Della Tour's girl. You can find her running the VIP at Body Storytelling and behind the scenes for all things body. So why don't you come on by and say hello? Dixie says, that's me. I say, Crystal is the hardest working person I've ever met, and that's true. She keeps body going. When she's not cooking or telling stories or having sex, she loves outdoor adventures, especially backpacking in Yosemite. If you're lucky enough to find her when she's free, she's kinky, fun, and available. Here's the ask, y'all. As you heard in the ramble, Crystal came down with COVID. Well, Crystal had been out of work for a while. She'd been looking for a job. She'd just gotten one. And I'm very proud to say that I was the referral that got her her new job. She's now working in chocolate. (laughs) And she's doing a great job. They love her. But she fell behind financially while she was looking for a job. And she's behind on a lot of stuff. And now that she has COVID, her company has a policy where she can't go back to work for 10 days after she tests positive. (laughs) And that's a long time when it's the beginning of the month and your rent is due. So instead of asking you to support me on Patreon or making any donations to me, I'd like to ask that you support Crystal this week. She could really use some help paying her rent. She is the one person who took care of me when nobody else was available. And she does a great job taking care of me. She's been doing it for over 10 years. With the show, she helps me travel. She totes the suitcases. She is incredible. And I'd love to give back to her. So if you can... I've got a link to her Venmo, her PayPal, and her Cash App. Let's help her pay her rent this month, if we possibly can. Thank you in advance for considering it. And after that very long speech, this week's storyteller is Crystal Crow. This mic's a little loose. 
Thank you. So, this feeling that I have right now, this nervous, like, feeling that somehow something that I do or say is going to upset someone and you're not going to want to listen to me anymore, happens every single time that I look at OkCupid. You know, I'm just butterflies. I haven't even spoken to these people. Not even a hello, not even a yes. And I'm like, ha, 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 I don't know, no, no, no. And I'll slide, no, no, no. And most of the pictures on there are people who really try to look good and they take their shirt off and they're just like, and those are really great. And the ones that really catch my eye are the ones that have no eyes and the smirks or the very dorky ones that should not be on this profile. And you're like, why are you wearing your niece's unicorn helmet? I just loved it. I went there and I found out his name was Hans Christian and he was from Germany and he liked muscle cars and kite surfing. And I was like, oh, fun. So I have this thing of where um, I will talk to you online for months and months. And the second we actually meet, I'm like, God, what did I do? <laughs> so I've made this new rule for myself because I love rules and I love breaking them. But this one I kind of stick to is I want to meet you as soon as I can. And so I was like, hey, you and I seem to have a lot in common. We are a 97% match. Let's try this out. And he's like, sure. So we decided to meet at Evangeline's Louisiana Kitchen in Berkeley. And uh, one of two reasons. One, it is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> and if the date went bad, well, I got a good meal. And uh, if it didn't, then I introduced it to him. So we met there. And he's sitting in the restaurant. And I'm walking in. And he sees me. And he smiles so big. And I'm like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> That, that nervousness, that insecurity that he's not going to like me, it, it's there no matter what. And I'm, I seem confident in real life, but when it comes down to the dating thing, I am the most like nervous like kid. But I sit down and we start talking, and he kind of looks like Ed Sheeran. From, he did a thing in Game of Thrones that he was killed real soon, and he sings a couple songs, and one of them's perfect, but he looks like that, but he has a German accent without the red hair. It works for me. And the conversation was flowing. The waitress came and took her order. He ordered black and the black catfish, and I ordered the fried chicken, and we're talking about our hobbies, and he's a avid outdoorsman, and I like backpacking in the mountains, and he likes the beach, and it's all working, and we're eating, and he's sharing his food with me, which you know that's a good sign. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I really want to get some pie, because they have the best pecan pie here. And he was like, okay. And we ordered pecan pie, and it was wonderful. We didn't even need the ice cream on the side. We just ate the pie. And we shared it, and conversation flowed, kept going, and we decided to leave because the waitress was giving us the eyes of, like, get the fuck out of our restaurant. <laughs> like, you've been here for three hours. You should move on. So we left, and we're walking down the street, and we we're getting towards this car, and it's this, like, 2014 Mustang GTO, and I love muscle cars, and I'm like, damn, love that car. And he's like, well, that's my car. And I was like, yeah. I was like, can I drive it? And he's like, it's a stick shift. And I said, sweet. I've been driving a stick shift for 20 years. <laughs> and he's like, here, 
here's the keys. And I was like, outside I was like, uh. And the reason why is because I'm a total complete klutz. And like, I don't want to ruin the date by wrecking your car. So I was like, thanks, but no, how can we just sit in it? So we got in and leather seats and but it matched the exterior and, and the interior was wonderful and the conversation happened again and we're leaning in this time and we're touching hands and all of a sudden I realized I'm laying over the console and the stick shift in his lap and we talked for like three hours and I noticed the sun is going down and my back is kind of kink and I'm like, I'm not very comfortable, but boy, this is really great. I said, what if we went somewhere? Do you want to drive up the hill? He's like, where do you want to go? And I said, well, there's the Lawrence Hall of Science at the top of the Overlook in Berkeley. He's like, I don't know where it is, but take me. And I was like, okay. So we drove up there, and it was right as the sun was coming down. And lucky for us, the parking lot was empty, and we just sat there and watched the sun go down. And it was amazing. It was kind of like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, is this the end? Like, is anything else going to happen? Well, look where we are. <laughs> and, you know, we start talking again. And at this point, there is no end to the conversation. I don't even know what we talked about for the last six hours. It just, it flowed. It was so comfortable. And when I get really, really nervous, all I do is talk. I can fill in space that no one knew that could be filled. I mean, someone could be dead and I would still be talking if I'm uncomfortable. I've done it. And so I wasn't stopping. There was not even a breath. And, and you know, we're still holding hands and I'm kind of leaning into him again. And he kind of just goes, can I kiss you? And I was like, yeah. I don't even think I got the whole yes out before it was like, kissing. <laughs> I don't think he was willing to take the chance if I actually said anything else. He might not get it. But we started kissing and that was as fluid as the conversation. It just rolled and I'm, it, it just never stopped. And for the next 10 minutes, we were just kissing and kissing. And now I was actively leaning across the console and I was in his lap and clothes were getting pulled off. and His hands were on my chest and like pinching my nipples. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah, this is a good dinner. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're in a muscle car. There is no room for this. I mean, I'm 5'4", but still, I cannot put my feet on the dash. That means there's no room for this. So we try to lean both seats back, and that's still not working. But we're still trying, and at one point, I mean, it is getting hot and heavy. And he has his hands down my pants, and I'm about to come. I am so, like, oh, this is so perfect. And all of a sudden, I'm like, no, 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 no. And he jumps away from me thinking he's done something bad. And he's got that look of, like, are you okay? Do it, what, what's going on? And I'm like, I, it's not you, really. It's the fact that I'm sitting on leather seats. Um, when I come, I'm like a tsunami that you weren't expecting. Um, <laughs> That's no good for leather. Or, or for your dash. Or for the... Co
console. Like, let's not do this in your car. <laughs> like, I want to do this, but not here. And we both looked around, and there were still no cars in the parking lot. And I was like, let's go outside. And so we got out of the car, and we kind of, like, made out against every concrete boulder, every post, not noticing if there were security cameras or anyone else around. We just moved in like make out move we're like oh you're on top i'm on top you know and we realized that this was never going to get us where we wanted i decided on this date to wear pants why i don't know so that was awkward and we all of a sudden we were leaning against this concrete block and we both look up and there's this really steep hill and a like a, a barrier with trees we were like, that'll work. <laughs> so we climb up over the wall and walk up this steep incline, and we're kind of like in the trees, and they're giant eucalyptus trees. And he's like, this is perfect. And we're still looking across the bay. That's the most amazing thing at all. <laughs> like the view is woo. And I, we just go at it again. There's no, we're just doing it. We're gonna fuck right there. And he gets my pants off, and we're still trying to figure out where we're going to go. We're sliding down the hill. We're, like, not on the hill. And then we both get this brilliant idea of, why don't you use the trees that are, like, very solid there? So he lays, kind of, he leans against the tree and then pulls me into him. So I get to look at the bay, and he gets to look at me. I don't think it's a good trade-off. And we start making out again. And it's getting hot and heavy, and I'm, I'm reaching in his pants, and he's in, in, like, I don't have pants on anymore, so this is perfect. And all of a sudden, he disappears, and I'm, like, hugging a tree. And I'm like, where did you? Oh. He is right here, right in front of my pussy. And he's like, perfect. <laughs> and he just starts eating me out. And I am... I'm all there. I'm ready for this, I think. And I'm hugging a tree, looking at the Bay Area view, and like totally distracted, also thinking, hey, are there police? Can people see us up here? Like, I don't shit. And all of a sudden, I just start coming. And that tsunami hits them straight in the face. <laughs> and again, and again. And again, I think six or seven times because also once I start, I don't stop unless you remove your face from my pussy. I, um, he seemed like he was thoroughly enjoying himself down there. And my legs are like jello shaking and I just kind of can't stand up anymore. And I just kind of slide down into his lap and his face is covered in my cum. And I'm like, do you need my shirt? And he, he kind of like puts my shirt down and he wipes his face with his hand and he goes, that was better than pie. <laughs> so, when that nervousness hits, just roll with it and go eat some pie. <laughs> Oh, it's 
song was Sweetest Pie by Megan The Stallion and Dua Lipa. Body is turning 16 this month. Do you believe that? 16 years of true stories of sex, kink, and gender when they told me this idea of mine was a terrible idea. Today I got a call from my friend Ray Bannon, who is this legend, this icon in the leather community. And he was sitting at a table with a bunch of Leatherman, and he had me on speaker and he said, This is Dixie Delatour. She's the most famous erotic storyteller in the world. Okay, well, that feels like bullshit race, but it sure felt good to hear it. So, if you would like to come to celebrate 16 years of the show that got me introduced in ways like that, wow, please come to our 16th anniversary on Saturday, February 25th. The theme of the night is heartthrobs and demigods. It's happening in San Francisco, but it'll be live streamed to wherever you are. There's going to be fancy tables on the front row, which means I can look down from the stage right into your eyes while I talk dirty. 
There's a link in the episode show notes. Grab those great seats while you can get them. And the lineup is looking phenomenal. Well, we're approaching the end of the episode, but I wanted to read you a review that I just got for the Body Podcast. I think it's one of my favorite ones ever, and I wanted to inspire you because I love it when you write reviews. I love it when you subscribe, you rate, but the written reviews, that's, that's it, man. (laughs) That's it. I love those so much. So the headline is Human, Heartfelt, and Horny. I love the community that Dixie has created around her shows and podcast. Some of the funniest, wildest real-life stories you will ever hear that will open your heart, eyes, mind, and legs, depending on the episode. For those thinking they're weird or different, Dixie brings a whole new world of folks with an amazing range of experiences that will prove you're not so different after all. Go to your favorite podcast platform, write us a review. I love hearing what you have to say about the podcast. I'd be ever so grateful. And speaking of grateful, I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Donald Mooney, Ty McKenzie, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Royland James, and podcast producer Roman Din Haudiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 260 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. But before you go, I want to tell you about another podcast in the Pleasure Podcast Collective. It's called Sluts and Scholars, and I'm a big fan. I hope you'll give it a listen. And here's a message from the hosts. Have you ever felt judged for your sexual choices or your sexuality? Ever been called a slut? Whether you're in politics, a parent, a sex worker, or just wearing a short dress, people make assumptions about you, your character, and your ability to be a competent professional based on who you did last night. My name is Nicoletta Heidegger, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist, and I am here to invite you to join me in taking back the word slut on my podcast, Sluts and Scholars. Sluts and Scholars is an interview-style podcast that features diverse professionals who also like and value sex, or at least talking about it. Join in as we discuss how to navigate sexuality in this culture by having conversations that will help you talk smart and fuck smarter. With a wide array of sex-positive and shame-free topics, there is something for you to elevate your pleasure. Sluts and Scholars is a proud member of the Pleasure Podcast Network, and you can find out more info, subscribe, and listen at slutsandscholars.com. Come.